Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Kirk Smith, and my co-host... Graham K. Hello everybody. Welcome back to another week of Autastic, the comedian's guide to autism. I have an autistic brother. Peter has a... What? That's my that's my brother's name. Kirk is my co-host. He has a son with autism. Sorry. Did you, um, did you almost say Peter has an autistic brother, which would have been hilarious? That's yes. I was gonna say uh, Peter has an autistic son, actually, but what you said is probably more likely. Um, anyway. Uh, another week. We're back at it. We're both on doing comedy on cruise ships. This week, again, um, it's been a long haul. My girlfriend is um, doing great, but she misses me. And we had dinner last night on FaceTime. I went to like the restaurant and set her up, introduced her to uh, the my wait staff. It was very fun. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a long haul though, two weeks. Be on a boat. I'll tell you that, and you're not. We're not allowed off because of COVID. You know, so just sort of. I mean, I think the passengers are, but I don't know. And I got like a, I got a, I got a room with a balcony this time, which is nice. That's Ooh, nice. Looking at the ocean a little there. Yoga retreat out there. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I'm working out every day. I'm eating fruit. I'm reading. I'm working on my script. You know. And uh, I'm telling you, uh, reading is very hard. I think my ADD, but I'm, I'm like reading like a, a history book, and man, it is, is it's tough. I don't, I don't think, I think I get a lot of reading done only if I was in jail. I think like I need to be, I need to uh, commit to a horrible fair, you, crime you almost, to become a, a reader. You almost, are, you almost are in jail, yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost, you're, yeah, but it's like you're, you're a four-star resort. Comedy to see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. This is maybe like uh, like like white collar jail. This is like what you know, uh, people from Goldman Sachs go to jail in like a place like this, it's like where they have like the gilded cage. Those jails where they have like yeah, they, yeah, they have like tennis courts and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's fine. Um, you're on a boat. It's it's uh you you sound like you got no sleep because it was it was like rolly or something. You almost rolled yeah, out of bed. Been, this is the choppiest I've ever. I'm trying to think how long I've been doing comedy and see at the sea at sea, at the 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 fair on the open water. But I think it's four or five years. This is the rockiest I've ever experienced. It's been like three or four days. No, it's been three days now. This wow. was just bouncing you around. Last night when I performed, I. Uh, I'm kind of a tall person. I put my hand up on the ceiling and braced myself and held on to something like a little monkey. And (laughs) if I had not put my hand up there, I would have fallen down. Yeah. It was really, it's just throwing you around, man. It's like, now can you talk to your son with, with like weather like that? Was the internet? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's been so, so it's, you know, I'm talking to you. So it's about like this, you know, a little delayed and, it's not it's not even that overcast just it's really or it is it is overcast but it's just really choppy more than it hasn't really rained hasn't really been weather but it's just really choppy the waves are good sized um hmm. i did have a call with jj yesterday he's, he had a, we had a, we had a mm-hmm. cute call he shaved his head again 
It's always a little bit unsettling to see. Does it himself? He does it himself. He sneakily does it himself usually. Um, and then they usually have to, <laughs> at the sneakily. at the end, they have to like, you know, like uh, get the parts he missed or he can't see or, but uh, yeah. He will come out of there and shave any, most of the hair on his body that he can see. So yeah, chest hair and everything else. Yeah. So. It's kind of fun. I get that. Yeah. Like a little, like I a little. Like, I was wondering, like, I did that in my. <laughs> when I was his age, I used to shave my chest. So it's just like I. It's like when you're in your early twenties, you know. Yeah. yeah and then you get to your forties, you give up. You're like, it just comes back no matter what. I may as well just leave it. <laughs> it always comes back, and it just gets thicker and thicker the older you get. And and as you get older, you kind of want it to cover some stuff, quite frankly. So you just it's good to always look like you're wearing a shirt. Fine. Guys wearing a um, shirt at the pool. Oh no, just a hair shirt. All right, fair enough. No, no. Um, but yeah. Uh, but he's got I, that. Uh, when he, when it's doing... really short. That male pattern baldness is really apparent. Sorry, I talked over. We have a bit of a delay uh, on this one, guys. I apologize. Yeah. That's Peter's that's what? that's that. How, how does it feel to have a son who's balding? How does that make you feel? Do it's you unusual. Feel like your it's a little bit like a little closer. Yeah, it's like talking to you a little bit. I'm joking. I'm joking. Hey, what the, <laughs> what the? <laughs> My dad, you're. I am I'm not joking. your son. No, you should be true. more. If I'm your son, you should be demoralized that your son makes more money than you. You know. Just, uh, that was more of a joke about balding, but yes, you are much more successful. That is very yeah, true. I know. I know. I, I'm barely more. I am like one percent, maybe. Uh, I just, I just felt. I knew what you were doing, and I, I, I got defensive. You deflected. Um, <laughs> you didn't want to give yes, me a win. I get defensive. it. I like it. No, no, I did not. No. Um, but yeah, you have great hair. I don't know how. Um, it's very annoying. But the last uh, thing left. Yeah, you've had a lot of lot of stress in your life. Still, somehow have have great hair. Um, yeah, it's 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 impressive. It's impressive how how tough your hair is holding on after raising a nonverbal son into his twenties. Uh, I commend you. I commend you, sir. Uh, my brother Peter is doing pretty good. Um, it's been an up and down week for him, so he. Uh, he has, as our, our listeners know, he has his, his email lists. He has like a 65-person email, uh, and then he's got like a 42-person email list, and a 12 and a 4. And I think maybe one in the he 20s. Needs to, but he, he needs to use anyway, that, he sent that, out that his... Mail, that MailChimp product, yeah. Like, or he needs, yeah, but you know, products, honestly, yeah. the, the more time it takes him to do this, the better, quite frankly. It's it, he's it takes up his day. He's got nothing to do all day. So, he, since his job is his job was back for two weeks, and then Omicron hit and he doesn't have a job. So, he's got nothing going on. He needs the emails. So anyway, I I sent him two video games. We bought him this Nintendo Switch, and um, a couple couple weeks ago or around Christmas. I, the episode around then I was I was explaining that we you know we we're like telling him that he trying to get him to play this thing it's expensive we're trying to get him to do new stuff take up more of his day and 
you know, try to make sure he doesn't donate it to the Salvation Army because that's what he does to things he doesn't like. Still hasn't donated it. I, in fact, bought him two more games. They're like $60 each, and I sent them in the Oof. mail. They came in the mail. He got his, his like, little, his, his helper, uh, who's, uh, who, who comes, like, once a week, and they go grocery shopping, and then um, meal plan for the week. Uh, uh, his name's Chris. And so Chris took a picture of him at the mailbox holding up two video games. And then Peter emails to 43 people the picture of the video games. It's very cute. You know, 90% of the, 95% of the people on the email list are uh, neurotypical. And so they treat him with kid gloves. They see that it is, it is cute and they either don't respond or don't open it or they respond with like that's so great whatever all of all of all of those three scenarios are welcome fine all all well and good however you know there's a certain contingent of people from his program that also have uh disabilities also have are are atypical and they do not treat each other with kid gloves they treat each other with honesty <laughs> and this one girl wrote him back stop sending me these emails he's i mean cuz he spams people he's he is spamming us he is filling up our email inboxes it's like impossible to keep up with all this spam and she had she had enough of it and she was just like you know don't do not send me these emails and so he's he wrote me an email. He called her a damn blasted... That He goes, that damn blasted girl. How dare she talk to me that way? I mean, he was hurt and he was upset. Damn, he called her a damn blasted girl, Kirk. And I was like, hey, man, look, I wrote him back. Never heard of that. We have to edit that curse. I'll don't. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> I don't know if you have to edit that. Anyway, he, uh, he... It's more like a 1940s... <laughs> Like film noir curse. It is kind of like a film noir <laughs> curse. Yeah. That Dane. Yeah. And yeah. And he and he goes, uh, so uh I, I wrote I write him back. I'm like, hey, don't if you write her don't write her back, but if you do write her back, just say, Okay, yeah, no worries. And that's it. But I, but I, of course, I didn't get to him in time because he immediately <laughs> wrote back to me and he was like, "I don't worry. Luckily, I wrote her back. Uh, don't you ever freaking talk back to me like that again." <laughs> I was like, "All right." And I told Chris, who's like an administrator of the program, and I told Chris. So, Peter stick the dogs on her. Obviously, she's not in trouble okay. because that would be insane. But. Um, yeah, that was a big drama in my, my, my brother's life this week. I mean, and you know, and I, and I, and I tried to, I brought it up a couple of days later. I was like, Hey, Pete, hey, um, uh, what's going on with that? Like with, uh, now, first of all, before I say this, my brother lives in the past exclusively. He does not live in the present. He lives exclusively in the past. Well, he only talks about things that happened in high school or when he was a kid. He Every video game he plays is, uh, f you know, from the Clinton administration. And it's, it's, it's like, 
okay, so you get it. I, I, I go, what happened to that girl? Like, have you ever had any, any blowback or anything like that? And he goes, Graham, that's in the past. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. It's in the past. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm an idiot. Good point. Um, he always, like Julia, my, my girlfriend brought this up. She's like, he, he always talks to you like you're an idiot. And it's very funny. It's true. He always <laughs> talks to me like I'm a moron. And I just have to take it. I just have to take it. Graham, it's in the past. All right. All right, Pete. Um, Graham, no talking back. Uh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> not, not like that blasted woman. Um, and then, uh, and then, and then um, yeah. So I, I, and then, you know, I, we, I hang up, whatever my day goes on. I'm talking to my girlfriend and I get a, I get a, a video chat, like a, a FaceTime call from Peter. I put Julia on hold, pop over to Peter. I'm like, Peter, what's up, man? Um, I'm talking to Julia. Can I, can I, uh, call you back later? He's like, no, I need you now. And I'm like, oh boy, okay. So I flip back over to Julia. I'm like, hey, I'm not gonna let you go. My brother is Annie. I'm like, he's, she's like, oh my God, let me know what happens. I'm like, it's just about the video games. I'm 100% sure. Sure enough, I go over, back to Pete, video chat him. I'm like, what's up? Are you okay? He's like, the, the remote controls to my Nintendo aren't working. Ah! I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. And calm him down. And it just turns out he hadn't charged the the remote needs to be charged because it's wireless and he hadn't charged it since Christmas and it's like mid-January so they finally died and I explained to him it was a learning moment he felt more comfortable with it it took about half an hour to you know teach him how to charge it and blah 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 um I told him that it would be charged in half an hour and he could play then and then we got off the phone I haven't heard back so I assume it works. I sent him video YouTube tutorials on the video games. He did write back saying that they were boring. He tried to watch them and they were boring. Um, so, so I think all is well. I think all is pretty well over there in uh, Peterland. You know, uh, he's not drinking any 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 alcohol until February, which Ooh. is good. Taking taking a month he's off. He's sober. Nice. Sober January, because we don't want to become like Barney from The Simpsons, yep. an overweight alcoholic. It's like something he understands. I got him logged into my Disney Plus, so he's starting to watch, you know, he, like older stuff that he's seen before, but at least he hasn't seen them in the past few years, because he's just spiraling watching the same, you know, 15 videos on YouTube for the past year, basically. So, yeah, we talked a little bit about if he liked the that. Mandalorian. There's that new Bo- Boba Fett thing. I thought about him when I saw that too. I wondered if he'd like that. Yeah. So I I uh, I I I've been trying to get him to watch the Mandalorian. We watched it with my dad. I I talked about it about a month ago, and uh, or like two weeks ago, and he kind of just like. It was all, you know, he kind of wasn't that interested. He, in fact, if you remember the story, he left at one point to write me an email, even though he's sitting beside me. And, um, 
But I kind of convinced him over the phone yesterday to give it another shot, so we'll see. He doesn't want to watch it. I, I've tried to get him to watch it a couple times since my visit, and he's been like, oh, no, I forgot. I'm so sorry. I am so I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I know you don't want to watch it. You just want to watch Toy Story 1 again. But, you know, you can't get angry, and you just got to take it slow and slowly push him. Slowly, slowly suggest, 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 don't tell, suggest, and then... After the one millionth suggestion, you know, he sometimes surprises you. And he does it, and he likes the it. The loving push. And he has it's a new thing. Quote that, uh, a the loving. Temple Grandin quote. Yes. That's right. The Temple Grandin. Who we have had on this podcast, if you haven't listened to that episode, that was a few years ago. Go back. You can search that in your uh, search bar. Temple Grandin, <laughs> autastic, that'll come up. It's not like you're going to insult them. Put that in your search bar and search it. Um, put that, that put that in your search bar and search it. Yeah, you blast. That's what I'm going to say when I'm famous. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you can't talk to me that way. My name's Graham K. Put that in your search bar and search it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, we we do have an article yep. in the news that I was kind of excited about. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, this but, is an uh, interesting article. You found this article, but uh, I found it. I'm gonna but read I'm it because so you're seasick. seasick out here. Yes, you take it. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny, folks. Um, we we tr- we Facetime. Uh, we tried Facetiming, but now we're calling because reception. Blah blah blah. But we did Facetime briefly uh, today, Kirk and I, and he looked like hell. It was so funny to me. He was seasick. And his hairs, he doesn't. You know when someone's drunk and their hair is all over, like their hair looks drunk. Uh, Kirk doesn't really drink, but his hair looked drunk. He just his hair was he usually has great hair. He looked nuts. Oh man, and he's just pissed off because he's seasick on this thing. It's man, uh, really funny to me. Brutal. And I was like, what's the problem? Are you not sleeping either? He's like, no, it rolls you out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> just imagining you in bed at nighttime and then a wave hits the boat and you roll out of bed is very funny to me. <laughs> got these pillows like wedged up against me trying to keep me in the bed, but I'm heavier than pillows, so yeah. Uh, That's brutal. Great, great stuff. Good stuff. All right, folks. Um, this is an article Kirk found. Very interesting. Seems like a breakthrough. FD, this is from uh, spectrumnews.org. Um, we frequently read this stuff. Our, our articles from them is uh, by Laura DeTero. FDA cites hair-based autism diagnostic aid as breakthrough. U.S. Food and Drug Administration has granted breakthrough device designation to a hair-based test designed to aid autism diagnosis. The acknowledgement shifts the test into a fast lane um, through the agency's regulatory review process. The test, called Strand DX, analyzes the levels of chemicals in a strand of a child's hair to capture a snapshot of her exposome. Exposome. Exposome? Um, they only wrote it once. I'm, the, I'm saying it a few times. Uh, 
some of her cumulative, cumulative environmental exposure and how she regulates certain essential nutrients. The measures suggest how, how a person's psychological, psychologically responds to her environment, which can predict her chances of having autism, says Manish Aurora. Edith J. Berwald, professor and vice chairman of environmental medicine and public health at the Eichen School of Medicine and Mount Sinai in New York City and co-founder of New York-based Linus Biotechnology, which is, develop is developing the test. She seems like Kirk, like she uh, knows her stuff. Previous research from the test makers suggest that autistic people's teeth contain atypical levels of some metals. Oh, wow. And, and that that information can be used to predict autism diagnosis. With further development, Strand DX could also help identify subtypes of autism that predict prognosis uh, and who might benefit from which therapies, Aurora says. Now that's cool, d deciding who might be able to benefit from which therapies. I think that's interesting. Um, we're not just saying this is a diagnostic tool, Aurora says. This is something we will help deliver um, this is something we will help deliver therapy over time and chart the patient journey toward a healthier future. Other experts say it is difficult to evaluate the technology without knowing more about what makes it uh, analyze analyzes and what makes what makes it analyzes and how it compares with current gold standard diagnostic methods. I don't understand that sentence or how to read it properly. Aurora says his team has submitted a paper for review that outlines how the analysis works, but he declined to share it with Spectrum, citing the journal's embargo policies. Interesting. Uh, the group can clearly measure a lot of things in biological samples, says Gary Miller, professor of, professor of environmental health sciences at Columbia University, who is not involved in the company. The question is, how does that connect with autism? Analyzing hair samples makes it possible to look at chemical exposure and how the body regulates them over time, Aurora says. Similar to how things, how, how rings of a tree can reveal the age and, excuse me, changing environment. Yeah, I added that sneeze. Yeah, thank you. To use StrandDX, a, uh, a clinician would request a kit to collect a hair sample from a child and return it to the company. Oh, kind of like uh, that, uh, that, that stool sample box um, that, that I see being advertised during football games. That box of poop? That talking box of poop? Mm -hmm. um, the company would then provide the, uh, a, uh, the analysis to the clinician to use in conjunction with other information, such as behavioral uh, observations and family history, Aurora says. Um, the technology is intended to predict the likelihood that a child has autism from birth to 18 months of age and assist in diagnosis from 18 months to 21 years. Being able to evaluate many different molecules together 
rather than looking for a single marker in, say, a blood sample, is the strength of the test, says Joseph Braun, associate professor of epidemiology at Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. Braun sometimes collaborates with Aurora, but is not involved with StrandDX or the research behind it. And if it can effectively predict autism at some point, that is helpful, even if, even if researchers don't understand the mechanisms behind it. Developing something like this would really be useful, Braun says. If you could predict autism really well with the surface temperature of Venus on the day you were born, who cares why? But it is unclear how hair could provide information about exposures that occurred uh, prenatally when autism um, is thought to develop, Miller says. The first centimeter or so of hair growth from a follicle generally reflects only the past 30 days of someone's exposures. Though it's feasible, signatures extending beyond the hair's lifespan could be detected with more development, he says. Um, Yeah, so um, for the next step in the FDA review, Aurora and his team plan to compare StrandX results with clinical clinician evaluations that use gold standard measurements, work for which they hope to recruit about 5,000 children, Aurora says. Data from this study should inform the FDA's evolution of the technology and provide crucial information about which markers StrandX should focus on. Those results are crucial to to evaluate clinicians, um, sorry, crucial to evaluate how clinicians should review StrandX, says Stephen Scheinkampf. Executive Director of Thompson Center for Autism and Neurodevelopment Disorders at the University of Missouri, who was not involved with the work. Um, Before we get too excited about something like this, we need to know more about the sensitivity and specificity of just how it's performing, he says. Developing predictive biomarkers such as StrandX is particularly difficult given the shifting diagnosis boundaries of autism. Scheinkampf says, different markers may emerge depending on who is considered for inclusion in a study, for example. The field is still grappling with how broadly we, we, sh- we should divine, define autism, he says. That creates a major challenge for developing tests like this. If the team can identify concrete markers of autism, and in particular, autism subtypes, that would be beneficial for the field, Miller says. I think it's very exciting for development, he says, but we just have to wait to see the data. What do you think, Kirk? That's my line. Um, I think it's interesting. I mean, ideally, I if you could get a, a a test, a non-invasive test to determine quickly um, whether, you know, autism afflicts this, this, this child, this person, that'd be great. I mean, I get that question after shows all the time. Like, I think my niece has autism but my sister doesn't want to have her tested or you know and then you know there's no real uh, test right now all of it's like you know somebody makes an assessment a visual assessment but they don't cut a little hair and put it in the tube that would I I know allay some people's fears that feel better about that so I think it's a step in the right direction I think it's exciting Um, clearly based on the article it's not there yet but yeah we're definitely moving in the right direction when at the the end towards the end when he's like you know, where it's a shifting parameters of what autism is. Can't we just take the 
the the you know three or four middle tiers of autism that we all consider autism or agree on yeah. and use those like okay we'll just is my child going to need more assistance growing up is he going to be not neurotypical like is is my child going to need assistance you know so yeah i i that's what you want to know does he does this does this kid need therapy right now are there things it can benefit from so it's like oh it's asperger so it's not really autism blah 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 or whatever like um that's i don't know i don't think that's helpful i don't think your child having very high functioning autism and that you know probably will end up going to college if they wanted and holding down a job it would hurt them for, it don't think it would hurt them from being diagnosed uh, as having autism and then yeah having, a having extra therapy when they're three yeah yeah it's not gonna hurt them um i sort of like i don't understand that mentality that you described about how people coming up to you after shows and saying you know my sister doesn't want to get my niece tested how come let me ask you as a parent maybe you have more insight on this why don't want people want their kids to be tested I mean because then you have to face the reality of what it is and then you can you know it's just I mean not to sound too harsh but it's a little bit of self-delusion where if, if you know if there's no official diagnosis then you're like no you guys are all exaggerating he's he's fine so I think it's just that just the reality of of a clinician or a doctor saying, yeah but you could no, be your hurting your kid is, is different you, you, i agree with that you could be hurting your kid i agree with that yeah you could be destroying whatever potential they have their future it's like selfish and you're a coward but i've never been there so i shouldn't say that <laughs> i wouldn't say you're a coward it's, it's a tough thing because people are just you know sometimes they've never heard of it they don't know yeah they just uh yeah, it's hear no monkey, see no evil, hear no evil, do no evil kind of thing. They just, yeah, don't want to hear about it. So they're hiding from the truth in some way. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think we did it, Graham. Most of you. I you think did we it. did, pal. I'm trying not to barf my guts out into a trash can in a cabin shaped the size of a prison cell. But uh, as always, we appreciate maybe, you guys tuning maybe in. Go, maybe, maybe go to the little... The little shop there and they have like one of those maybe you can buy one in like the, the gift shop they have like one of those wristbands that help with that yeah i'm taking this drumming stuff or whatever it is but it knocks me out but yeah that's what i'm doing so mm. anyway um anyway as always we appreciate your uh, your reviews your little rate reviews on star 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 pass uh what's it called pod beam jeez louise i'm struggling here today where, where can they review us graham what you th- you think people log into Podbeam to listen to this podcast? No, they go to iTunes. You review on iTunes and re- you review on uh, whatever app you're using. You know, the, the, I think Podbeam the, is one of them. We're everywhere. No? We're, no, that's just the the RSS feed. That's the that's like the thing that just distributes it to the oh, to boy. iTunes to way off. Uh, Spotify. I thought that was I thought to, that was Libsyn. Uh, I'm way off. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, they might be. Li- you can listen to it on Podbean, but I don't think anyone does. Anyway, who cares? Um, 
review us wherever you listen to it. I, but I'm just, it's funny that you you were like, you picked the one thing that I'm sure like maybe three people listening listen to that. Um, anyway, bye. Have a great week, guys. You can do it. Got through another one.